Welcome to He's Gone, But the Money's Not, the podcast that's all about empowering women and families to take control of their finances. I'm Nicole Roberts, a financial advisor with over a decade of experience. In this podcast, we explore the intersection of two important aspects of our lives, death and money. Each episode, we either talk through financial principles or have conversations with widows who bravely share their stories and wisdom. Why? Because statistically, most women will find themselves in a position where they become the sole financial decision maker in their family. It's time to build financial literacy and confidence. So whether you're a widow, someone preparing for the future, or simply curious about the intersection of finances and life's uncertainties, you're in the right place. Let's dive into today's episode of He's Gone, But the Money's Not. Welcome to He's Gone, But the Money's Not podcast. My name is Nicole, and I'll be your host today. And today I want to talk about our homes. They're such an important part of our life. For me, my home was always a place of safety, especially when I was single. I bought a townhome, well, a condo, and I specifically bought one on the third floor. So there was only one entry point, a front door, and all the windows were not accessible because it was up high. And I put a big lock on the front door and it was my safe place. It was where I went through a lot of pain growing my own business and lots of awful dating experiences, but a lot of great friends that came there and I could host events and I could host family there. And I painted it. I spent a lot of time picking out paint colors and decorating and buying curtains and picking out carpet and and new furniture over time. And it was really a haven. And I cried a lot when I sold that place. Even though when I look back at the pictures, I'm like, it wasn't that awesome. It was my starter home. It was still really important part of my life and a great amount of safety. And I was super proud of myself for buying that house by myself. It was a super hard decision to buy. It took me probably two years to decide to buy a home on my own. And I remember going around with a real estate agent, looking at a bunch of different places and just feeling lost because there was such a range of places that I could live because I had no roots really anywhere. And I didn't have like that person to anchor me or a family to anchor me to a place. I I guess a job was kind of my anchor, but I knew I would be moving jobs eventually because I was at that time I was working for a company and I knew eventually I wanted to start my own business. And I just felt like I could do anything. And I did I want to buy a home that was a fixer upper or a house that was more already established. And yeah, eventually I went with the condo because of the safety things and also because of the price. It was just so hard to make that decision on my own and without somebody else to kind of be that anchor for you, that like second line of like, hey, well, we got to find something that fits the two of us. I could do anything. But that place was just super empowering for me and helped me in making a lot of decisions. And when I sold it, I made a good chunk of money. So it was a good investment and it was a good lesson in what real estate investing can do, home ownership, how how your equity can build. And also the pains though of having to fix the AC or I tried to fix the dryer on my own and I caught it on fire. I watched a YouTube video on how to change the belt. (laughs) And yeah, caught it on fire. Good thing we had a fire extinguisher and my sister was there to help me. And so lots of lots of journeys can happen in life discovery in our homes. 
And I talked to a lot of widows who either desperately want to stay in their home or they're ready to move on. A big thing is they want to move into a home that's more manageable for them on their own. Maybe not have a lawn to mow or such a big yard. Or I've talked to many women who say, I just would like to rent so I don't have to be responsible for all the home maintenance. I have so many other roles. I don't need that role as well. And you do when your spouse dies, you lose not just your spouse, you lose all those secondary losses of your financial partner, the the person who mowed the lawn, the person who took out the garbage, your your partner with all the chores, your handyman. There's so many other roles that you lost as well. It gets manifested through your home. And another big, big question we get is, should I pay the home off? And many Some widows get life insurance money. And a big question is, should I use that money to pay off the home? Or if you don't get life insurance money, if you have monthly expenses and you have a little extra, should I be putting that extra $100 onto the house to get that, that paid off earlier? For And I would say it really depends. There's a lot of things that go into it. So the first thing let's talk about is your interest rate on your home. This is a big point right now because interest rates were super low and now they have gone up. And interest rates were at the lowest point they've ever been. We were way be- way below average interest rates. So now people are feeling like, oh, these new interest rates are super painful. They kind of are, but they're actually more in line with historical averages. So if you have a really low interest rate, and now you can start earning a lot more money on your cash. So a lot of people are earning 4% on their cash and paying 3% on their home. So if you have a super low interest rate, you might want to consider not paying off your home. There's a lot of other factors too to consider. But if that's that's one factor to look at is if you have super low interest rate, maybe you want to keep that low rate and be able to use your money for other things. Like if you can you can put money away into an investment account or high yield savings account that's earning more than the rate on your mortgage. Now, that's not the only thing to consider. Those are the numbers. There's also the, the softer things. So numbers don't lie and numbers tell one story, but there's a whole nother story of just the relief of not having debt hanging over your head. And so that's another consideration is how do you feel about the mortgage on your home? And is it a worry and a stress to you that you need to be able to make that mortgage every month? And do you want to have that worry and stress gone? And then it's a one more bill you don't have to worry about. A lot of people talk about, oh, well, the interest is deductible, so I should always keep a mortgage. Not necessarily. I remember talking to one widow. Well, I've heard this over and over again, but I'm thinking of one person specifically who talked about what a relief it was to know that she always would have a shelter for her children and for her family by having her home paid off. And then that she would always have that equity in the home there and available for her if she needed it. And so she paid off her home and she actually then put um, got a home equity line of credit against it so that she could borrow against the home if she ever needed to. And so in that way, she felt like the life insurance was not completely inaccessible to her. She could still borrow back from it if she desperately needed to. And so it's kind of like her backup emergency fund. So that's the next thing to consider is how do you feel about the debt in your home? 
Another big thing, and I've heard this from multiple people, um, we just did it. We did an interview not too long ago with Anita, and she talks about this: is that she felt the life insurance that there was so much pressure there not to lose it that her husband had to die for her to get that money, and that she needed it to go somewhere important, or that was not risky, and so paying off the home was a way not to risk that money too much and not do something silly or just blow the money. And so you knew exactly where it went. And that can be a really big deal is to say, know that, hey, I didn't just like squander this on trips or, you know, that retail therapy that might happen, that grief shopping, it won't, your life insurance money goes to something specific. So I worked with a widow, let's call her Abigail. And Abigail had pension and social security and she got life insurance and she was trying to decide if she should use the life insurance to pay off the house because then she would eliminate her house payment and then she'd have the pension and social security to live on she's about 60 when her husband died and the pension and the social security were not quite enough for her to live comfortably uh, through retirement the pension was quite small and the social security didn't quite cover everything. And so she was working and she knew she needed to save up some money for retirement. So the plan was that if she could pay off the house, then she might have a little bit money from the social security pension and her income to save. But she said, I know myself and I know that I won't save that. I will just spend it. So she decided it was better for her to keep the mortgage payment. So then she had that, you know, responsibility that I got to make this mortgage payment. And the mortgage payment is essentially saving into your home. You're saving into your home equity. And then she could take the life insurance money and invest it for her retirement. Because she said, I know myself, I won't save. And so let's just save the life insurance money right now and not touch it. And we did make a deal that she could take out a little bit of money from the life insurance here and there. I showed her how much she could afford to um, as things came up on the house or like emergencies because that's what she was concerned about was the maintenance on the home not being able to be covered. And so we helped her build out a plan that worked for her. You know, it actually made sense for her to pay off the house because of her interest rate was low, but it still was like a good idea to pay off the house. But she could, you know, if the markets did well, she'd make a lot more investing but she, a lot of it was more about her behavior and what she knew would work for her. It took us about two or three meetings to talk through that and look at the different scenarios and decide what to do for her. And it took over uh, probably two years for her to finally make that final decision because she had to think through what she really wanted to do. In the meantime, we put the life insurance money somewhere safe. She decided to make that decision over time. And she took her time because she knew it was kind of a final decision once the home was paid off. It'd be difficult to refinance with these higher rates. It can be a decision that you can wait on, like Abigail did. She didn't make it right away. There are a lot of other things that go into whether you should pay your home off or not. One thing that a lot of people bring up is why they don't want to pay off their house is the tax deduction. You can deduct the interest rate of your home on your mortgage, on your taxes. I would say this is kind of a minor thing, especially if you don't itemize, it doesn't matter at all. If you are itemizing, it's good to look at how much is actually saving you in taxes, like dollar amount. Some people are surprised at how little it really is compared to how much it's costing them in interest or peace of mind. And so seeing the numbers laid out can help you make that decision of is the home interest deduction really that important for you and a, and a reason why you shouldn't be paying off your house. Another thing I see people do is they'll 
pay off their house and then move and rent it. Or they'll decide, no, I don't want to pay off this house because I need this life insurance money for a down payment on my next home. And then I'm going to rent out my old home, especially with this low interest. And so it's really important to think through the different decisions that you have. I had another woman who decided that that life insurance money would be, it would go better towards investing. And she did a Roth, a conversion. She converted her husband's IRA to a Roth in the year that he died when she could still get the married filing joint status. And she used a lot of that life insurance to pay the taxes on that. So long-term, her money would grow tax-free. And that prevented her from being able to pay off all of her house. She used the rest to pay off her house. She felt like that was a very doable. So I know we're getting to some complicated scenarios, but this is, again, the value of looking at all your options and what your financial decision is and how that life insurance money can best be used for you. And maybe it's paying off your house or maybe it's going towards a different thing that is in line with your goals and what is important to you. Finding a trusted financial advisor who can walk you through that can help you make that decision and run several different scenarios for you. Most importantly, don't feel rushed ever to make a decision. Don't ever feel like you have to do anything immediate. And if anybody's ever push pressuring you, it's probably a sign you should look for somebody else to help you in your financial decision making. Thank you for listening. We hope this was helpful in deciding how to best use that asset that is your home and the life insurance money that you received. I'm sure there's lots of other scenarios we could talk about or reasons to pay off your home or not. Check us out on Instagram and we'll have several posts about this episode. You can leave your comments there. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of He's Gone, But The Money's Not. If you'd like to explore more about the podcast or discover additional resources related to financial planning, please visit our website at rockhousefinancial.com. And remember, your financial journey is unique, but you don't have to navigate it alone. Feel free to reach out to us for financial planning services tailored to your specific needs. Once again, thank you for being part of our community. We look forward to having you back for more inspiring stories and practical financial wisdom on He's Gone, But The Money's Not. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for any individual. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from a qualified tax, legal, or investment advisor to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Rockhouse Financial is an SEC registered investment advisor and the opinions expressed on this show do not reflect the opinions of Rockhouse Financial or any other sponsors of the podcast. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any state or opinions are subject to change without notice. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.